buenos días, chicas, chicos. We are Chicas Políticas, two Latina women here in San Luis Obispo County of Texas, bringing you politics, chisme, laughter, joy, and everything in between. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners and new listeners that are, are out there. Yes. How's it going, Rita? ¿Cómo estás? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm getting ready for the holidays. I'm getting ready for Halloween. Yay. I'm starting to get in the spirit. So, yeah. I'm turning off, it. like, engines. And I'm starting to just relax. Well, just like Halloween, there's spooky spirits out there and goblins and demons. Yeah. And there's a lot going on, Rita. There's yeah. there's some a lot of anxiety, I would say. There is something called the government shutdown in the works probably yeah. happening. Can you tell us more about it? Because when I was more plugged into everything politics, like it was like the air I was breathing. I would follow every decision happening and it was obviously anxiety producing, but I feel like there's a huge percentage of Americans that are just not following because it doesn't affect them until, of course, it affects them. Right. Um, so so what's happening with the government shutdown and what, what is it? And yeah, just keep us up to date. To simple terms, basically, it's going to affect those who work for the federal government and those receiving benefits from the federal government. For example, if you have a friend who works with their local uh, congressman or congresswoman who works in social security or IRS mm -hmm. or USCIS or friends who have pending casework with the IRS or USCIS with immigration, mm -hmm. all of that is going to be halted. And that's because there's a lot of pressure on the Speaker of the House, uh, McCarthy, to really come up with a resolution. So you have Republicans and Democrats trying to come to the table with a resolution to make sure that they can agree on what funding is going to look like. And mm -hmm. so... So is this like planning the next year's budget or something? The budgets and everything like that, mm -hmm. as well as it gives an opportunity to compromise mm -hmm. and to pass certain things, mm -hmm. certain asks as well. And as we have noticed, the Republican Party is not really up for compromising. They're not <laughs> up for collaboration. They're not up to really uh, protect the, the the American people because yeah. one of the biggest things, uh, Rita, is you know the government shutdown where it gets a little tricky is obviously right now it's it's September. Today's what the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. So. There, we still have some time for a compromise for, mm. for this to pass, mm -hmm. but we're running out of time. They're literally, mm. they're, this is the, the short end of the wire, and mm -hmm. if they cannot come up with something before uh, 12 a.m. October 1st, then we enter into a government shutdown. Mm. And it could mean that during that time, they might be coming to a compromise, they might come to an agreement, and it could last a few days. It could last a week. Yeah. Worst case scenario, the longest government shutdown was during the Trump administration. That's true. And I think it lasted about 28, 26 or 28 days. Something yeah, like I that. remember. I remember traveling while there was a government shutdown and national parks were closed yes. because there's the, you know, mm -hmm. the, there are federal employees. Um, there were a lot of uh, governmental office that were closed. And I remember even going to a grocery store. I think I was in Utah. And the person that was checking us out was telling us that her husband uh, was not working because of the government shutdown. So she was really worried because we were just asking, making conversation, how's your week going? And 
she yeah. was like, I'm really, I'm actually really concerned because my, the government shutdown is just really affecting us. So, you know, well, the reality is too, Rita, I think we need to talk more about this, that most Americans are just getting by paycheck to yeah. paycheck. So yeah. the government shut down, even if it is shut down for a week. Yeah. And this, this means that you, these folks may not get paid. Yeah. Like whatever is lost during that time, time because it's a shutdown, they may not see that money. So let's yeah. say that's about... 500 or, mm-hmm. or more dollars mm-hmm. that makes a difference that's a car payment that's yeah. going towards your mortgage yeah i mean it really puts a damper on and on it, people's yeah. salary and even if you get it back like you might not be able to recover from the interest rates or like the repercussions of not being able to make that one payment at that time right yeah, yeah. and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when there is a passing of our solution, approving a budget for the next year that starts in the House of Representatives, um, doesn't don't doesn't the House have opportunities to pass bills with it, like yes. certain certain laws yes. that are or certain bills that are somewhat related to funding? It's like right? the, the art of negotiation, yeah. basically. So here you have something really important that it's a lot on 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 the stake here, but also gives the opportunity on bills, which I think is probably where it gets tricky with the Republican Party. Is mm-hmm. the Republican Party? Uh, is not being collaborative. And obviously the Speaker of the House, McCarthy, is a noted Republican. It has, I mean, I would not want to be him, but I also feel like he's kind of... He ran for it right? Like he ran 10 he ran, times. He did. He wanted this, right? <laughs> so either, what makes it hard with McCarthy is he's either going to pick the side of the American people and do what's right for the American people, which is to prevent a government shutdown, Doubt it. or B, he's going to continue his loyalty to his party, which is the Republican Party. Probably. And I think that's what's really upsetting, Rita, is that we often say, oh, let's keep politics out of it. Let's not make it about party lines. Let's not make it about mm-hmm. whatever letters in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a prime example of someone who literally has the power mm-hmm. to either move things forward or really shit on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And AOC said it the best. You know, she said the government shutdown would would particularly be difficult for federal contractors who are not guaranteed back pay. Mm. So this is really screwing this. this Which I mean, is a lot of people. Right. You're talking pensions. You're talking all of these things. You're talking and food you're talking, distribution. You're yeah, talking food distribution. I mean, it's, it's transportation. pretty. Right. And, oh, my and, goodness. And as far as I know, Rita, is there has been... Um, an underline of who who still will be receiving money mm-hmm. during this time. Like, Social Security is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as, as of right now, folks will be receiving still the Social Security paychecks mm-hmm. um, and other benefits. But this is the problem with the, with the shutdown, which we saw under the Donald Trump administration, is that yeah. during that negotiation time, because I think it causes a desperate time, it also can be negotiations to hurt the American people. And yeah. so if you're not following this, I think you need to read up on this, get educated on this, yeah. look at the way your party is voting. And if, you, if that's if that's like your moral alignment with what these leaders are doing, yeah. then I invite you to either A, um, not vote who is your representative in your district area, or B, start writing letters to your representatives um, and see 
check in with your friends. Like, yeah. you probably have friends yeah. that work for the Social Security office, that mm-hmm. could be working for the IRS, who mm-hmm. are working with national parks, with mm-hmm. all of these things that are being affected by this. Yeah, and a lot of these people that are working, they're doing public service, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's, believe me, working for the government is not like working for let's say just tech industry right no it's, <laughs> it's you different. have to have the personality for yeah, it you have to have the 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 personality the passion really the, the, the commitment to people yeah and you have to have a commitment to it yeah because it's it's definitely a really unique position yeah uh, especially when we're talking about agencies like the irs or social yeah. security is Chances are, if people are calling in, is because yeah. something's not great. Exactly. And so, dealing with um, people in a very challenging time and yeah. then being upset, which they have every single right to being upset, yeah. is not everyone can navigate those spaces. Yeah. And then time, times that by 50, times that by 100, yeah. it, it's hard. And so, <laughs> and so it's like, these are essential people to yeah. our society, to our economy, to yeah. the American people who are depending on these services, mm-hmm. who are paid into these services. That's the biggest part too, to be that like our taxes are paying into these services. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's quite unfor- unfortunate, I think, ultimately, in simpler ways. When we have a government shutdown, it just, to me, the way that I take it is a battle of the egos. The mm-hmm. fact that we could not, well, here I am doing the royal we. Um, the <laughs> fact that that people could not come together to have the best interests of the American people because someone is stuck on their on their ego. Yeah. And that's a very common uh, characteristic of Republicans, really, right? <laughs> it's just their ego. Um, shout out to Dan Dow, speaking of egos. Um, so yeah, um, that's a government shutdown for all of you that are listening. And it's something to pay attention. Again, a lot of people are not paying attention because it doesn't affect them until it does affect them. Um, but something to to follow. Um, similarly, and very quickly, we can talk about this in a different episode. But I feel like I'm getting like all these clips on Instagram about um, Republicans wanting to impeach Biden. Cindy <laughs> roll her eyes. Yeah, it's, to the back of her <laughs> Meanwhile, we're about to have a government shutdown that's going to screw a lot of people financially. Yet here are the Republicans continuing the circus by wanting to impeach Biden. Like, yeah. come on, priorities, right? Like priorities, guys. Yeah. But they, but that impeachment has not started, right? They're just wanting to. Is that I think right? they've been trying to impeach for yeah. Biden since like the beginning of it, and and you know I think there's conversations, and I'll just I think we'll just briefly touch on this because we also want to talk about other stuff. But yeah. I, I know there's been concerns about Biden's son and his relationships, um, what he's been doing. Yeah, I and I think we can all attest to this with that. I, I will speak for myself. Um, I don't have a perfect family and there's definitely family members that I don't like and that Mm. I would wish that I could just cut off. Mm. Um, but we can't control what family does, right? All you can do is control what you do. Yeah. If Biden does something that goes against what 
he is to do to uphold the constitution mm -hmm. and uphold his duties as president mm -hmm. then we can judge him as an individual yeah. as a person what he is doing yeah. mm -hmm. um and and i just think it's it's kind of like harder for people in a public position because things are out yeah in the forefront but my heart also goes out to biden you know i know that he hasn't he's had challenges with his son yeah. and I just feel like it's also kind of low yeah. when people bring up his, his child's past or yeah. behavior. Yeah. And if, if, if his son did something wrong, according to our government and our laws, mm -hmm. then hold him accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's about they, him. yeah, the judicial system has, you know, the right and the responsibility of going after Hunter Biden at full force and yeah. and process him for all the crimes, like 100%. But yeah, um, it's the, the thing is that that's the only thing that they have, right? That's the only thing that they have. That's so that petty, they can though. Hold on to, yeah. I just feel like you just. Yeah. With children, you need to be careful with people's children. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is why people don't want to run for yeah, office, whether because, it's like a yeah. local or something bigger. And that's a great point because that's what we have seen that the Republican Party does often yeah. is that I've heard from people that wanted to run for district attorney here in San Francisco County, but were afraid that the current district attorney would come after them, their kids, their parents, their right. previous relationships, their current mm -hmm. relationships. And it's just. Um, it's really scare tactics mm -hmm. that works, um, and but it's not good for democracy. It's not good for right. uh, free speech. It's not good for or for just civic engagement, right? So yeah, and I mean, and if and if we're casting a stone for a stone, does that mean we're gonna go after Ivanka? Does that mean that we're gonna go after you know other family members of Trump? You know, like yeah. it's just I just feel like we're so divided as a country who are also being prosecuted for like fraud and all these things so i don't know yeah republicans are so funny it's just i just see a lot of hypocrisy <sighs> and so much and i just feel yeah. like i feel like it's almost like distraction tactics and it could it could be in, in some ways that because i just yeah. feel like here's a very real situation that is going to be a very a huge inconvenience to yeah. the american people a government shutdown that is far more serious and and we should be looking at here's the royal we again um, they should be looking at negotiating so that we don't enter into a government shutdown. But that's not important. That's not priorities. Pri priorities are at full display. <laughs> Audacity is at an ultimate high. So. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, we do have to change gears to something that we just found out this morning, um, and that is the passing of Senator Diane Feinstein. So we're talking to you from California. And Diane Feinstein was still was still one of our senators. We have heard a lot from, you know, the media and Republicans as well, and also a lot of Democrats who have been, you know, questioning her ability to be a senator for the last few years. Um, and the senator kept working, um, kept saying that she could, you know, fulfill her her role as a senator. But we have lost her today. Um, this is this is huge. Like yeah, that. at ninety years old. Political legacy, history, yeah. living, breathing history. Yeah. Um, a woman who shattered glass multiple times. Yeah, just imagine, mm -hmm. like how much she was born in nineteen thirty-three. Literally, the Second World World War <laughs> hadn't happened. And you know? um, she's lived. She lived through a time where to put some context into this um 
played a role with um, Harvey Milk. Yeah. And the, the politics of Bay Area, yeah. which was monumental for this yeah. country. Yeah. And we are still very much seeing a huge reflection of the work that was laid out at that yeah. time to present time. She was the first uh, female president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so it's, it, it's kind of like a sad day, too. Rita, because we knew yeah. that her health was not well. Yeah. We knew that she was, like, struggling, especially towards the um, later end of her political career. Yeah. Um, and I think it just humanizes her in the sense of, look, no one's eternal. Yeah. No one is perfect. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can rest in her legacy of her greatness. Yeah. I mean, she started as, a, like you mentioned, as a board supervisor. Um, or as a member of the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. Um, she became mayor of San Francisco. Then <clears throat> she went um, She went into the Senate in 2007. And since then, she's been in many committees that have been extremely important. And because of how uh, long she's been in the Senate, she held really important positions in those committees and now will have to be replaced. And I'm, I'm reading that... Um, Chuck Schumer, um, Senate, Senate Majority Leader, is going to need the entire chamber to approve those um, those changes in those committees. And if we, if you have picked up anything from this episode, that's just not going to happen. Republicans are going to block those oh nominations. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, this, she has a huge legacy. She was, you know, involved in politics before women could have their own own bank account. I think you it's know? safe to say, Rita, she dedicated her whole <clears throat> life to politics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's definitely, for us women, she yeah. definitely laid out the path in politics. Yeah. Uh, um, a bit straighter, right? Yeah. And we have to give her 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 due respects and give her her flowers yeah. for what she was able to do. And I think it's... Um, also a reminder for all women who are listening to this podcast or the women in our lives or even for us of what is possible and as a reminder of she just she she created a path for us Mm -hmm. but it's really up to us to continue that work yeah and you know like any politician um she was not the most progressive um and she made a lot of a lot of mistakes um personally, you know, positions that I don't agree with. Um, but also, no one's perfect, right? And maybe also a reminder that we shouldn't put anyone in a pedestal, no matter how much we agree with them right now, because people are going to make mistakes and are going to vote in ways that we just don't approve. Um, but she did break, you know, she shattered lots of ceilings. She opened the doors for others. She was an example of what someone could be and, mm-hmm. and how much better you could do. But, yeah, we lost Ian Feinstein today. Now Governor Newsom is going to now – he has the right to appoint someone. Yeah. Um, as an interim senator, that person's probably going to have to run multiple times just to – be probably complete the term uh, that Diane Feinstein had and then run again to be elected. So it's going to be a lot of voting. Uh, but I think that whatever choice Governor Newsom does now is going to make a huge difference on who will take that seat for the next, 
you know, decade or so. So let's speculate. Let's speculate. What do you think? Well, what do you think he's gonna do? What do you think Governor Newsom is gonna do? Well, I read, and you've also told me that Governor Newsom said that he wanted to appoint a black woman. Yes. And we currently have three mm-hmm. Dems because mm-hmm. I he's not gonna pick a Republican. <laughs> not given. Are you sure about that? Not given the situation um, that we're no. in. Yeah. So we have three candidates running: Adam Schiff, mm-hmm. white man; Katie Porter, white woman; mm-hmm. and Barbara Lee, mm-hmm. black woman. So, if he's a man of his word, yeah, he would choose Barbara Lee, which would put her in an amazing situation to win the elections when elections do come. Yeah, which I I'm hoping that that's what happens. The political plot twist, right? It's what do you think is gonna happen? I think well, he you know echoing what you just said, he has mentioned Barbara Lee in the past that he would appoint a person of color. I think we've also seen the track record with Governor Newsom that he is elevating people of color, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, it is time. It is time. We're overdue on that, it right? It is time. So I, we have I, no I, black women in the Senate. I would not be. Do we would, even have a Latina in the Senate? We. I think we might. I think we might. Well, and the crazy thing is, we've only had two women in the Senate, right? We were talking about this. Two black women. And it's kind of funny because. Uh, Kamala is considered Asian and black. Mm-hmm. So she double dips. <laughs> and then she was only like a senator for like a short while. So mm-hmm. not even like really yeah. a long time. That's, that's like or representation. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really hope Barbara Lee is our, is our girl. Oh my. I would love to be up to pay just to be a fly on the wall on like Barbara Lee campaigns team and just listen to the conversations and how they're prepping. And you know what though, Barbara Lee has done her time too. Like I think it's, you know, when we talk about color and, and diversity and putting that in the forefront, um, here's a woman that has earned her, her way. She's done her time. Oh yeah. She's lived through a lot. And she handles business. Like, yeah. that's, like, she's qualified, yeah. number one. All like, three let's, let's, candidates let's... are amazing. Like, yeah. equally in their own Well, I think Katie Porter can wait. I think she's still young. Yeah. That's my she thing with Katie is she I feel like wait. she still has She has time. the energy in the life. Yeah, she still But has at the time. same time, we do need also younger representation because, yeah. you know. So, I think they would all be amazing, but just the fact that you come in with your lived experience... Yeah. That is a whole other resume that people just yeah. don't want to recognize. And I think we also, kind of mirroring with, with Diane um, passing away, also Barbara Lee has lived through a lot. Like we want to, we want to pretend like gay rights is something that happened yeah. ages ago. Like oh, yeah. no, there's like still people rights. alive are still today. <laughs> Same thing with Barbara Lee. Like yeah. she was a child mm-hmm. when MLK and the civil rights movement was happening. Like mm-hmm. she can recall the very mm-hmm. specific situations in her lifetime mm-hmm. that this is a woman who is still thriving, um, who, who has lived through these, these things. Mm-hmm. So she has a different lived experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot going on with that, but I think it's opportunity and some excitement and we'll see what happens. And hopefully we don't have a government shutdown that will last too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Rita? ¿Qué más está pasando? Uh, I think we can leave it at that right now. Uh, this is just a short episode, but let us know what you want to hear us to talk about. The local elections are heating up. Mm-hmm. Candidates are starting to do their own work. Um, so yeah. if you, wherever you are, 
um, the primaries are gonna come next year. And some places will be in March, some places will be in June, um, different uh, times of the year next year. But yeah, primaries are happening next year in a lot of places. So get connected to your local elections, start identifying those candidates yeah. that are running for the right reasons mm -hmm. and that have qualifications mm -hmm. to be good at their job when they get elected. And if you don't find anyone, uh, start considering to run name for office. Yes, I was going to say, if you are thinking about it, if you kind of are struggling to say, should I run, should I not run, is it my time to run, reach out. Like, yeah. send us a message. Rita yeah. is a very seasoned, um, I would even consider you a political consultant, Rita. Um, you know, you know a lot, and I think the thing a is free one. Don't think that I'm gonna charge you. <laughs> no, she's yeah. There's no one's making money off of this. Um, <laughs> no one. Let's no one. No one. No one. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there's things that um that we can definitely help with. Yeah. Or at least uh laying out the foundation, regardless if you're listening to us and you're in Seattle or. Texas or wherever you're listening to us um, yeah. and yeah let's I think for chicas politicas we should sit down and really talk about stuff because um, I, I, I kind of got this vision Rita that we need to do a tour <gasps> a tour a tour oh we, need, we need to carve out take two me. weeks of our time <laughs> and, and rent out one of those like RVs <laughs> we'll put our loved ones in the RV and we're hitting the road for two weeks Luca, let's and, go. yes and we start <laughs> off probably in San Francisco Ooh. make our way down to, to San Diego, San Diego. <gasps> yes and then we go into either Las Vegas um, and we go into maybe Arizona and we end in Texas and we just find candidates running for office? We find candidates running for office, get the Latino vote out, the BIPOC mm. vote out, and educate people. We'll be recording on the road. Yeah. Um, and people can follow us because I think it's it's really up to us, guys. It's there's yeah. the GOP uh debate was on and it's pretty scary. So it is scary, not just um, metaphorically, but it Literally. really, yeah, it affects people's lives. I isn't it sitting right next to like a bunch of data on uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ kids uh, suicidal rate and just thinking about suicide and how oh. even in our in our small county because it's small and because it has been conservative for a long time and, and we're flipping that, but because it has been conservative for a long time the rates of suicidal thoughts mm -hmm. are higher than in California for LGBTQ and trans kids. And it's yeah. most, and the rates that you're probably getting in your local area are rates that we need to lower and, <laughs> and I think that's, get rid of. That's a good point too, Rita, especially as the holiday season comes up, which is very hard yes. for a queer community. Yeah. Um, check in with people, make new yeah. friends. Invite in. them to your yeah. table. Invite them to, to your table. Just check in and, yeah. you know, and if you don't have the means or time, donate. Donate to Gala. Yes. Donate to yeah. um, your local food bank. Donate yeah. to your local homeless shelter. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I feel like we need to do better. And, and I saw this TikTok. Right then it made me sad. Um, so a TikToker was saying that the new thing for Americans is to actually move out of the U.S. To move out and go live in a different place in a, in a, in a different country because exciting. life is not like just alone the quality of life is not great in yeah. in the U.S. And one of the things that really resonated with me when she was talking was that she found that in other countries 
there is a real sense of community and people showing up for each other. Yeah. And that really hit home for me because I've spent a lot of time in Mexico and I've noticed that too. Yeah. And I think that's part of us healing as a country yeah. is really coming together and we're really seeing it, whether it's the LGBTQ plus community needing yeah. that emotional support or just the cost of living. Groceries are really high. Yeah. Housing is a big issue. Yeah. Um, suicide is a big issue. So just, just show up. If you see something, speak up. If you're not that type of person that sees something and you don't feel comfortable to speak up, um, you know, record it, send it yeah. to someone. Find the organizations that do speak up. And yeah. Connect and, yourself mm-hmm. with those organizations. Don't, don't be quiet. Right now is a time to not be quiet. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's also a time to listen to the communities <clears throat> that should be centered. Um, yeah, there's, there is a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there um, that are resulting in or LGBTQIA plus and our trans kids um, just not feeling safe, not mm-hmm. being safe to to be who they are. So yeah. we can do better. Yes. Um, so we'll we'll leave it at that. There's a lot going on, but we'll come back and talk to you more really soon. Have a good October. Bye.